Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, my friend. I'm so happy that you're here. If you're coming to us for the first time, hi, welcome. I'm Wendy. Uh, And if you're a return listener, thank you. I love you. You know, I appreciate you listening every week and showing up here, and I'm so grateful for you. Let's get on with the show. I wanted to do something a little different today. I have been finding myself saying a lot of times, like, that is an incredible leader. That is an incredible leader. So we're going to do a little takeaway today on Aaron French from The Lost Kitchen. I'm actually calling it, I think, the recipe for leadership because I'm really appreciating her and some of the things that she does. And we're going to do some lessons in leadership from The Lost Kitchen. So stay tuned if you don't know Aaron or you don't know The Lost Kitchen. It's okay. I'll explain to you and you're going to want to know a little bit more. But before we jump in, I just wanted to remind those of you who, of my listeners who make a living from the craft and creative industry, I want you to come to Chicago in June with me. <laughs> uh, in June, from June 21st to the 23rd, H&H Americas will be at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. It's really just at the airport in Chicago. It is a premier trade show for today's creative business environment. So if you are looking for new trends, if you're looking for new ideas, I want to encourage you to come and join me. I'll be teaching some sessions at the trade show at H&H Americas, but there's an incredible lineup of trade show sponsors and events and people that are going to be there. It's an incredible concert, uh, concert, sorry guys, conference. It has an extended digital marketplace accessible before and after as well, meaning that you have access to all the vendors before and after uh, the event digitally kind of a mouthy way of saying it, but uh, it's open to everyone who makes a living in the crafts. H&H America serves a community without membership requirements, which I love. So for the first time, the H&H Americas in 2023 will also include all craft sectors, extending uh, the conference to the entire creative community. It has been known in the past as a lot of soft crafts, but they have everybody coming now. So I'm going to be teaching two sessions uh, for retailers, and I will be setting up a meet and greet while I'm there and I would love to see you I think it would be so cool wouldn't it like real life and we can get out of podcast world and say hey it's a fab way to see new trends and meet and speak to the vendors Uh, and it is designed specifically for retailers um, to attend so you'll be able to go and see what's new in the creative world I think it's a really incredible trade show so we have a discount code for you to use. Our friends at H&H Americas have given us a discount for an ex- uh, exhibitor hall pass. So use the code CST23 at hhamericas.com. We'll have all this in the show notes for you as well too. But that's going to give you a free exhibit pass. I do want to let you know that doesn't include all the conference sessions like all the teaching sessions and all of those things it gives you the exhibitor pass to the trade show i think that's about 55 dollars value but there is a full conference pass that you can also sign up for and that will include my classes or you can purchase the classes separately i'm doing two classes and there's some other incredibly wonderful uh speakers and teachers that are going to be there i'm like I'm so flattered to be included in that lineup. And so I just want you to check them all out. So anyhow, I hope you're going to come. I hope you'll come and see me. Reach out to me if you need any more details. I would love to share. And I will be doing a meet and greet. Haven't set that up yet. Just 
going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. So I hope to see you there. Okay, let's get on with the show. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Today, I really wanted to share with you a little bit about Aaron French. So... So this is kind of like an odd thing, I guess. I don't know. People do book reviews and I'm doing something a little bit different, but I want to share some business takeaways and lessons from one of my favorite shows and with some lessons that we can all use to create more aligned and sustainable businesses. That's how I feel about it. It's like a takeaway from a book, but in a strong leadership way as well. So if you're not familiar with Erin French, she's the powerhouse chef, uh, the owner of The Lost Kitchen, a magical restaurant location. It's in an old mill in the heart of Maine countryside. Her passion for cooking, locally sourced ingredients, and community building has transformed her small town eatery into a world-renowned destination for foodies and adventures alike. Can you tell? I'm actually reading a bio <laughs> for that. So I really do. Um, I did try to reach out. I'm going to be honest with you. I did try to reach out. I have reached out to her team for an interview and they've been very gracious. I suspect that she's like most of us trying to keep boundaries in place. Uh, and maybe someday we will be able to connect and get her on the show here. But I did still want to share with you some of the some of the takeaways that I think are important uh, for all of us in leadership and running our own businesses and running a small business and some of the things I found very helpful. So Aaron has a TV show. It's called The Lost Kitchen. You know what? Nowadays with streaming, I don't even know where to tell you to go find it, but you can source it out. I saw that it's on different streaming in different countries and different places. Um it's just really, uh, it's a beautiful show. So she has, uh, she's in the third season. John and I have binged, watched all of the <laughs> seasons. She's, I think, three books out. There's two out for sure. The third one, I think, is just being released. She has beautiful Instagram. So you can go hang out over there on Instagram and see all the beauty. And, you know, you can find her on Pinterest and all the things. And there's just a lot of things that I admire her in her leadership. And that's what I wanted to bring. And leadership and the way she's doing her business. I think there's some great takeaways for us. I'm going to give a shout out to my inner circle and level up member in my mastermind member, Virginia from Taswell County Mercantile. She's the one who first uh, introduced me to the Lost Kitchen. She sent me a text and she's like, Wendy, you got to watch this show. I think you would love it. And it was during the pandemic, you know, when we were all jumping through those hoops and all, you know, trying all different things. And it, it, we were watching a lot of TV, to be honest. <laughs> so I guess I'd just be truth. Let's just put truth on the table. At the time, I was binge watching a lot of TV. So it was really a great, I call it a tonic. It was a really great tonic. It was an enjoyable, awesome show. I do not tend to watch things that stress me out or and of course during that time it was um you know something to really avoid was being stressed out so what I love and here I'm just going to share a really quick snapshot and why I love the show and why I 
admire what she's doing it the show itself and the way she does her business it's a beautiful spaces like and why we watched binge watch the tv show it's beautiful it's like literally yummy to watch when you're like the 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 aesthetics it's just amazing the you know the the ambiance and everything that she's creating i'm kind of a foodie i love yummy food so it's a a natural to watch a cooking show and i say it's a cooking show the lost kitchen but it's a cooking show mixed in with business in my opinion I that's what I take away from it anyway um, it's in Maine it's featured in Maine we love Maine many of you listening may not realize I'm in Nova Scotia Canada I'm literally a ferry ride away from uh, from Freedom Maine where they do the show so I have big uh, big goals to get back to Maine it's been a while since we've been in Maine but we've used to spend many, many, uh, many, many summers in Maine. Um, and I like the way she leads her team. I love that she spends a lot of time with the community. And I love that she repeatedly talks about and takes action on taking care of people. This is something that means a lot to me. Taking care of people is a high value um, that Erin talks about a lot. And of course, that all wraps up into leadership. So that all of those ingredients really made me feel um, really were the ingredients for why I like the show. It uh, It's a little magical how they kind of kept it going during COVID and during the pandemic and how they keep it going and, and how she talks about it. I love it. So truthfully, and again, as I mentioned, at the time when we first started watching, <laughs> we were like eating a lot and watching a lot of TV. So it was a natural fit to start watching it, but we did keep watching it. And as I mentioned, John and I both like it. So we both, and we both kind of, have conversations because we're kind of geeky like that about self-employed life and Aaron's husband is uh he you know he plays a big role in the show as well so we're a husband and wife team running businesses together and they are as well too so we appreciate that a lot so anyhow I guess we just take a lot of lessons from that okay so I kept finding myself saying this is such a great business lesson I gotta invite her on but in, you know or get a podcast going on this so this is why I'm bringing this to us today I you know I really found um, the resiliency and the adapt adaptability is that a word is adaptability even a word are, are two of the things that I just love about Erin's leadership and her commitment to her customers and staff which again are all high value to me so I wanted to share some takeaways or some key lessons learned on leadership from Erin so the first one I wanted to share is her passion and I know that if you're listening and you're running a shop or you know what you're whatever you're doing in your business it probably stemmed from a passion of something that seems to be, you know, that's my, it's, we're not selling widgets for mo most of us are selling something for most of my listeners are, are selling from a place of passion. Maybe we've taken our beautiful hobby or love for something and turned it into a business. And sometimes that's not enough. People don't like hearing that, but sometimes that's not enough. But we also have to, we have to have all those other business things and put that CEO hat on. What I love about her passion is she stays true to her passion. Sometimes some of us get swayed and I see it happen all the time. I've had it happen to me. You know, we get sidetracked a little bit with our passion. And what I mean by that is, you know, we don't always come back to where we started and refine that. So we kind of get off we creep creep sets in you've heard me talk about creep if you've been around for a while and I love that she stays really passionate 
and really true to what the the right the, to what's working in her business and why people keep coming back so she keeps creating beautiful dishes she stays really um her love for cooking started as a childhood she's not a trained I shouldn't say she's not a trained staff chef but she may be like a lot of us she's self-taught her passion her cooking being a chef is self-taught and you know and so she just keeps building on that she has a love uh, again she started when she was a child cooking and then she cooked in her dad's diner for a while but she continues to explore and experiment with her passion and what brought her to that position and I really love that and I think it's a good reminder so she has taken that passion turned it into a business but she continues to grow and learn and nurture her passion so I think that's really um I think that's really a good lesson for all of us we need to keep growing and and reminding ourselves what the passion is that we love with our business um your you know your passion will inspire others as well too which is what I see there so she also, the second takeaway or the second lesson or on the recipe card here today is uh, she differentiates herself. So what I mean by that is her marketing is incredible. She has an incredible, unique selling proposition. You've heard the USP before, but it's really just really different. It's not more social media. It is beautiful. And she's doing all, you know, she's doing all the things that maybe you're all, we're all doing, but she really has differentiated herself in the way she has an, has an experience and the way she is building, um, building that experience for her customers. So the differentiation is coming from really leaning into what her customers want, really leaning into her passion. It's not more social media, my friends. It's really just being different and creating an incredible experience. So the experience is part of her different, dif I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> I don't know how to say it in that format. Sorry, y'all know I'm kind of messy with words. But the way she is different in the way she treats people, because it's always about the customer, right? It's always about taking care of people, creating the ambiance, doing all of those things that maybe we're doing in our shop and really creating something unique. And that's where it's her unique selling proposition. So it's not about how she's doing social media or anything along that lines. It's about the experience she's giving to her clients. She's giving them a top-notch food experience. She's giving them... and then like in your mind, in my mind, I say, okay, well that what's different about hers than any other really beautiful five-star restaurant or anything around. It's the way she treats people. It's the way she's, um, it's the way she has created her menu. She's only open. I think it's like one week, one night a weekend. I'm still trying to figure out the, the scheduling and how that works for her. But uh, she focuses on using like locally sourced and she talks about that all the time, locally sourced ingredients. She's creating seasonal menus and she changes them all the time. You know, nothing that a lot of other restaurants might be doing. But here's a fun thing. She has created such a unique experience and coveted experience that the only way you can get a reservation is by mailing in a postcard. Yep, if you don't know The Lost Kitchen, <laughs> it's such a cool differentiator for anything else I've ever heard about. You know, like it's so cool. The restaurant has, in order to make a reservation, you have to mail in postcards to their tiny little, um, tiny little post office in Freedom, Maine. 
it is incredible what like how that works. They get thousands and thousands from all over the world and they pull the postcards and they call you and see if you want to come or not. So, I mean, if you can come or what dates or whatever they're doing. So think about how you can do something incredibly different. That's extremely exclusive, right? It creates so much buzz. I mean, you know, chatter matters and, you know, that's how she's been building up. Now she is in, I believe... I want to say their 10th season or ninth season at the mill. This doesn't didn't happen overnight, but it has built. So we can't compare ourselves to, you know, Aaron French at the Lost Kitchen and, you know, we do something different, but it is building and staying true to that passion and staying different and unique. She's also known around that like everybody knows Aaron French in the foodie industry now. She's just keeps creating experiences and she has not wavered from that. I want to I want I want you to take that away. She has not created from her original passion what she wanted to serve people, good food, local and, you know, the experience and all of that. So she knows her passion and she's really creating an experience and taking care of people, which does differentiate her. She's also added revenue streams and different revenue streams. And we'll maybe talk about that in a, in a second. But she's really, you know, it created the whole experience for her people. So it's not just in the dining room. She's added a shop and other things, an online shop. And she's created that experience, that same experience so that they can take it home so the shop that's in their little mill <laughs> the little shop you buy you can buy the dishes you can buy aprons you can buy all the things that they experienced in the restaurant itself and you can take that home so now they've extended that experience so that if you ate there now you can take the candle holders and the china and all of the dishes home and recreate that at home that is really different it's really incredible it's so smart and she's exp so expanded her revenue streams and she's also expanded her customers experience in a really great way in my opinion so and there's you know so many other things that she differentiates but sometimes we think differentiation um, you know in marketing means doing different marketing but sometimes we have to remember like what is your unique selling point not sometimes all of the time what is so unique about your business and where can we focus in and how can you create something really beautiful or what are you creating that's so beautiful that just the ripple effect of that experience that your customers feel in the store is rippled out and just grows and grows and grows like waves. I want you to think about that. Okay, third thing that uh, in overall, I talked about leadership at the beginning, but she wears her CEO hat proudly. So she has built a very strong team of dedicated, hardworking employees who also share her vision of the Lost Kitchen. I think right up until this year, it was almost all women and she just has a great love on for her employees and they believe in the mission. You can see it when you're watching the show. You can, you can just feel it. You can just tell even the way customers talk about it. They talk about the staff. It's not just all Erin, right? So she has created a culture of teamwork, respect and communication. And what I mean by that is that she's fostering a really positive work environment. And I think that's a, an essential key that a lot of us sometimes miss. So we have great staff, we love our staff, but sometimes it's hard for us to let go of things, right? Or really foster that positive work environment. And that is our job, especially as small business owners. It is our job 
to make sure that our team and the people that are working for us and that are serving our people, they are so on board with the mission that they feel so proud and so, you know, happy to be part of it. And the mission is, you know, what it is you want to accomplish with your customers, right? That differentiator, that, you know, that passion. How do we make sure that we instill that into our clients? So I've heard her say, I've heard Erin say many times on the show, that it's really hard for her to let go of things and because she's the creative, right? She's the she's the artist, if you will, the the chef. She's also the visionary that envisions the way this beautiful restaurant should be, or even the property itself, or the way the flowers should be cut. And I want <laughs> I want hands up out there if you're listening and you're like, uh, that's me too. I hear this every day, right? So I hear it from like, yeah, but nobody else can do it the way I do it. And I've heard, again, Aaron say that over and over in the show. She has the vision, but listen up. She knew that she had to show and share the recipe of how she does that. Again, I'm going to call it a recipe, but it's really just systems, my friend. This is what systems do. So she shares, literally shares the recipes with the recipe card. She has these incredible biscuits. Just one of the episodes was biscuits. She's always been the one to make the biscuits. Well, if she's always making the biscuits, she's not there to do the business stuff or the other visionary stuff like going and sourcing beautiful new products, right? She's in the kitchen making the biscuits. And she realized she had to show somebody else how to make the biscuits so she can go do the thing. Does that sound familiar to you? (laughs) So sometimes we have to, so she has to, but it's in her head. It's like how I feel about things. I just, it's the touch. It's, you know, whatever. We've all been there. We've all been there (laughs) when it comes to leadership and getting other people to help us. It's just easier if I do it myself. My friend, it is not easier if we do it ourselves. So I have really enjoyed watching how she has shared Erin has shared how she has had to kind of let go of some things. And it's okay if the biscuits aren't like 100% perfect today, right? It's okay. Um, I mean, she wants them to be perfect and they'll be perfect the next time the person does it. But she's literally writing things on recipe cards now and sharing them. This is now in season three. I think she's past that. But it was fun watching her sort of struggle, if that's the right word, or just acknowledge as a leader as the CEO CEO of that beautiful business, that that business won't thrive if she doesn't have help with other things. The the you know the not the lesser than, but spreading the help around. It's the only way we can. It's the only way we can have ease in our business as well too. We don't want to be buried in twenty four seven running our business. I don't care how passionate you are. That's just silly. We can't live like that. That's not why we started our businesses, right? So my advice or my thoughts or my takeaway from this, I guess, is making sure that you're sharing your recipe cards, (laughs) make sure that you're writing the recipe down. And this can go for so many things. There's no gold medal for working the longest and the hardest. The gold medal comes from being smart enough to write down that recipe. Hire someone else to make the biscuits and set the table. You cannot grow a sustainable, successful business if you're doing it all yourself right? We all know that. So here's your permission or here's your reminder to make sure that you are sharing your recipe cards. We call this systems, by the way, and it's really just, you know, sharing and training your people 
over and over and over again to be part of that. And that is leadership, right? That is how we become better leaders. So we have to understand that the business is only as good as our team. And our team needs to care as deeply about our business and our customers and the way we do things around here. And so we need to have a mutual respect for them that they're not going to fail us. And that's what I see Erin do all the time. She has extremely low turnover rate just from watching the show. I can tell you've seen the same people there for a few years because you can tell and she shares you know, stories about how she helps and supports her team. And I think that's incredible. And it's really important for us to remember if we have disgruntled or bad or unhappy staff to look at ourselves within or if we have a high turnover rate. I think it's really important as leaders, as CEOs of our business to remember it is our it is our responsibility to make sure we are communicating and caring about our team and I and I love that so staff management or HR or whatever we want to call it it's really I call it team and team is you know our team is key to us running our business so I love that um I love that sort of watching her let go in this season season three she hires a lot of people like there's a a a large complement of staff and it and you can tell she talks about it it makes her nervous like having all these new people and because they've expanded their their revenue streams and they've done some extra things although and okay i'll talk about that in a second (laughs) although uh you know they kept it they still kept it to a, a manageable um a manageable business that still keeps that unique selling feature and differentiates them anyhow okay I do I just want to add a little note here she has also under this under the head of leadership I'm also seeing her and hearing her talk a lot about planning ahead you know there's none of this uh I I don't want to say reactive because we all have reactive things things that we have to react to pandemic hello but she has vision and she executes it and that's really the key. So she's already, you know, talking about next year and she, you know, next fall and, and and she's keeping track and doing things, you know, like, but when the apple season comes out next year, when she's doing things this season, they are having plans. And I love when, I love what she always says about growth and business growth. And this is the takeaway here. Um, you know, we're always building to be better, not just like larger and whatever we're trying to make our business better and this is something I believe in and it's not so much about adding more balls to our you know our juggling more balls or doing more things but it is about refining and optimizing our business and how can we do it better next year and how can we make our business stronger and that's sort of something about visionary and planning that again if you, you can't be bis- making the biscuits and and also doing all this planning for next year and also having a life right so it's about being intentional with your business this helps build your staff it helps you know maybe it's building building a stronger staff like this year again the year before she was planning on growing her staff growing your inventory whatever it is for you that you have to do planning ahead and thinking forward and intentional with your business doesn't mean working more doesn't mean making it bigger better stronger it does make it stronger (laughs) in my opinion but it does mean just having a more optimized and better a better business we all want better business there's like always room for improvement correct so hopefully that is something that under leadership that you can take away from that okay number four and our last sort of takeaway is that Erin is really good with financial leadership and um 
that's always a hard one for some of us. Really, she takes a lot of responsibility again with the CEO hat on, you know, and I don't know. She hasn't said, I don't know that she's not like it comes supernatural to her. She's never shared that. But she does talk a lot about the importance of controlling costs and managing her cash flow and making smart investments and, you know, investing in her team and, you know, and what she needs to do with her team and good quality. So during the pandemic, like many of us, she added new revenue streams. <laughs> I think they just did a bunch of different things. She works at a diverse, she worked at diversifying her revenue streams and still does. So again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's the books and there's the TV show, but there's also, you know, the store and there's a little takeout now that, you know, you can go because you could only get stuff during, during seating. So if your car didn't get pulled and you're in freedom, now you can actually go and shop and all that kind of thing. And also, you know, as a side note, and as, as actually a big side note, and maybe I should have mentioned this back up in the passion part of it. I think it's really important to note as well, too, that she builds everything via community, meaning she really takes care. And when I say she takes care of people, she takes care of the customers in front of her and, and cares about their experience. Every single human that comes into her restaurant, you can tell she cares about their individual experiences. Also, she cares about her community, her team and her community around her. She shops local. She supports all of the farmers, all of the food, she sources local. And she talks about that. And that came out again during the pandemic where I, you know, we all watched the show where she was, you know, she was sort of, how do we take care of ourselves? How do we stay in business? How do we keep our staff in business? And you probably all went through this if you're in business, but also how do we keep our farmers going? Like she had all these local farmers and they were like, what do we do with all this stuff? So she created, she got creative because constraint causes creativity. We all know she got really creative with her passion and her financial leadership and brought them together to um, create, you know, she had a, a they had drive-by markets they, they created little markets outside markets at their mill and they did some other things to support those farmers like they pull pulled together and so that's really important that's important to me I find that really inspiring so to recap all of the things that I think are a, a really good recipe for success and what Erin does really well she has really great passion for what she's doing she has di differentiated herself by experience she knows what her unique selling proposition is she's like just got it nailed right and that's what we all need to do she is showing up as a leader wearing her ceo hat super proudly and she's really stepped into the financial leadership of her business and taking the reins of that because that is you know that is key we can have all the passion in the world if we're not paying attention to the numbers y'all know what happens right <laughs> so i just wanted to bring this all to the table um i think aaron's uh, uh, story and the success itself of the lost kitchen offers valuable lessons for all of us i think it's really good takeaways and you know there's a whole you can go read her book there's a whole like there and there's a lot of uh, it wasn't an easy road for her to open a business i feel like i could have talked about that <laughs> like as a lot of us have had bumps and bruises trying to find our groove and maybe you know the road to being a successful ceo and running a retail business is not always easy and her story is very similar so it hasn't been this beautiful easy path there's a whole history of of um difficulties to where she is now 
just like so many. You got to go watch the show to understand all of them and or read her book. So, you know, if I have her on the show, I have like so many questions, <laughs> so many questions to ask her and I can't wait. And I will. I'm going to keep bugging, not bugging them. That sounds bad, doesn't it? I'm going to keep asking and asking to because I've built a, a conversation up with them as already. But anyhow, so I just hope you found this helpful. I hope that you had some takeaways. I want to do something a little different. Um, if you have the opportunity to go watch the show, I think just want to help retailers realize that it's not always an easy road and there are things that we can do to help us you know overcome challenges and achieve those business goals that we really want to so there you go thank you my friend for tuning in i will see you next week we have another great podcast i have some great retailer interviews coming up that I think you're going to really enjoy some of my inner circle members. I have had a wonderful opportunity to uh, interview them and they'll be joining us on a couple of upcoming podcasts. I just love, I just love seeing real retailers doing really cool things (laughs) and success. And I'm so proud to be able to help and walk along their journey with them. So uh, in our inner circle group. So if you are uh, out there and you're listening, I would love it. Let me know your takeaways from this. Leave a review. Leave a uh, star rating if you can. And reach out to me on Instagram. I'm over on Instagram at uh, Wendy Batten Biz. And let's have a chat. Let me know your takeaways. If you're watching The Lost Kitchen, come on over. Let's have a conversation over there and continue the conversation. Okay, my friends, I hope to see you soon. Back here again next week. Have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll see you here next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.